<laughs> hey, dear sister, this is Kate Akokadezi, and it is great to have you listening. I am not really going to talk much because it's our 50th episode recording, and I had a wonderful time sitting down with my friends and dear sisters, and uh, this recording is basically for you. So come on in and hear what we have to say about training yourself to be godly. I thank Lori. Sonia and Gladys for joining me. And I also thank my live audience for joining me to celebrate this momentous occasion of getting to 50 episodes. It hasn't been easy in the midst of that, going to school, managing family, managing work. It hasn't been easy, truly. And with this community, I like to be authentic with how things are going. And so for me to celebrate 50, is truly me saying thank you to the Lord for giving me some supernatural capacity that I don't think, I didn't think I ever had for me to be able to uh, sit behind the mic and teach and listen and coach and interview and do all those things. It is just by God's grace that I got to do that. And I'm looking forward to what is to come in the new season that's coming up. Season four is coming up right after this recording. And so get ready. I um, thankfully graduated and I am evaluating my next steps in the Lord and what the Lord wants me to do next. Uh, When I say fully surrendered, I have been fully surrendered to this process. And it's beautiful because I am realizing a lot of things that hopefully uh, soon I will get to teach on to help you also be able to manage life and manage being uh, the best version of yourself as you also walk the path that he has set for you so that you can keep your heart and mind at rest, your heart and mind at ease, your your heart and mind in the fullness of his joy. So come on in and listen to episode 50. This is for you. Love you. 50 is a big number, right? 50 episodes of guests, solo, guests, solo, guests, solo. That's a big number. And that's a lot of episodes. So if you haven't, if you haven't had the the luxury or the pleasure or the opportunity to listen to the podcast, I encourage you to do so. I call it, it is a podcast for uh, the woman or girl who needs a well-being rescue. And what do I mean by that? It's for your heart. It's for your soul. It's for your spirit. And so go ahead and find it on all the podcast platforms and tune into it. This celebration is me saying thank you to each and every one of my listeners. Thank you to the Lord for giving me the mic, having a microphone, this thing is very powerful. And I came to find out how powerful it is. The first, the first time I was recording my intro episode, I was like, wow, this is very powerful because with this, other people get to be influenced by each and every single word that I say, that my guests say to people. And so I don't take it lightly when I sit behind the microphone or when my guests are invited to the show. There's a lot of things that I do to get people to the show. I make sure that their heart is in the right place so that we are able to have that type of conversation that God wants us to have. And so 50 episodes, I felt needed to be celebrated with people that, uh, number one, support the show. Number two, are here to learn, to grow, and all that. Godly Woman and Company is the company that is underpinned when it comes to Choose to Live Free podcast. And there's a whole history with a name, which I won't go into. Um, But to me, I think that um, this right here, this topic right here that we're going to be discussing today is so prevalent and so important in today's world. And so for those of you who are joining me here I want you to go ahead and put your questions in the chat while our speakers are discussing the topic. I don't want this to just be the panel talking and you listening. I want you to be part of it. So as you're listening to it, if you have any questions that come up, just put them in the chat because I'm going to pick from those questions and I'm going to ask the panel as well. All three of them have been with me on this journey before. They know that I give them questions, but then I also throw in questions from the Holy Spirit as needed. And so they know it's nothing new and they are my friends. And so I am glad that they decided to join me. Laurie, Gladys, um, 
son, I'm going to introduce you because I know I have to talk a bit about who you are and how much you mean to me when it comes to the journey that you've been on with me. I really don't take it lightly. I really don't take it lightly. There have been moments where I have asked God, why me? And of course, the answer back, I'm, I'm trying to remember Joyce Meyer was say, why not you, right? So why not you? And there are so many people that I have met along the way, and you have been part of that journey. You guys have stuck around. We met, some of you met on Instagram, Laurie and Gladys, Sonia, we met through Church Victory Church, and here we are along the journey. So I don't take you lightly for just spending time with me this Sunday. Gladys started us off with episode number 23. In episode number 23, Gladys and I talked about how to listen to the still small voice of God. And so episode number 23 is with Dr. Gladys Childs, okay? Between her and I, it's Gladys, but with everybody, is doctor. <laughs> so Dr. Gladys Childs is a speaker, author, and a church leader, a professor, a pastor's wife, and a mother. And her passion is to meet people at the intersection of life and faith. So she came into my life at the great time because everything that we talk about in Choose to Live Free podcast is about integrating faith and life and giving you the tools that you need when it comes to your heart, taking care of your heart. Everything that I do with this ministry is heart transformation, helping you get to God a little bit closer with your heart than anything else. And so Gladys and I did episode 23 talking about God's voice. And then Laurie and I, we did episode 28, where it was the three key questions to ask when life detours. A fun episode, you have to listen because Laurie's episode, we had laughter in there and I was actually on a detour myself. So it was great to have her on the show and to talk about that. And imagine functioning on just 6% heart capacity. That's my friend, Laurie and being able to do the things that God is asking her to do. It's amazing the way she does it. And so I'm glad that she's joining us today. And then my friend, Sonia, joined me for episode number 37, The Courage to Fight for My Sanity. That's the title of that episode, The Courage to Fight for My Sanity. And Sonia describes herself as a child of God, a mom, a dear friend, a survivor, a multiple sclerosis advocate, and a U.S. military veteran like my husband. So she has a soft spot in my heart. And what I would describe Sonia as is joy to be with her. It's a joy to always be with her. When I need somebody, she comes through. I say, Sonia, you want to speak? Sure, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm rushing from church, but I'll be there. <laughs> and she comes through. And it's amazing to have her be part of I Am Free Woman Ministry since we started and all throughout. She's been with me throughout. So I thank you for that. Also joining us here, I do have a few sisters who have who work with me behind the scenes. Well, Kenya is on, Yolanda is on, and they help me run this ministry. Diana is part of it. Um, Montana is part of it. So I have a team of women that help me to do what I do when it comes to all the different parts of Godly Women and Company. So today's celebration, however big, however small it is, it is big in my heart because I'm doing something that I typically will not do, which is celebrate. And I always put myself out there because of fear of rejection. All of us have things that we are afraid of. Mine is fear of rejection. And so every time I want to do something, I'll kind of talk myself out of it so many times and then I'll not do it. But this one, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And here we are. So I'm not going to talk any further. I think I have introduced my guests enough. And so for those who are just joining, put your questions in the chat as the guests are discussing their topics and I will ask them questions. But this is a live recording and I want this to be part of, uh, I want you to be part of it. So don't shy away from your questions, put them in the chat. I will get to them. So on that note, are we ready to get started? Laurie, Gladys, Sonia, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> 
we started out as I am free woman ministries and it's still I am free woman ministries and along the way it was time to rebrand and so God helped us rebrand into godly woman and company and so for the 50th episode I asked God like what should we talk about what should we discuss and he said I want you to talk about the topic godly woman and I said oh that's really a bit heavy, godly woman. Kind of be something like how to live your best life. You know, that will sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> and he said, godly woman, go do what I've told you to do. So I sent it out to the three of them. I said, the topic is godly woman. And I sent them three key questions. But I know that we're going to have other questions from the audience. And so Lori, Sonia, Gladys, welcome to the show again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. On, a, on a Sunday like this, Kate has asked all of y'all to be here to kind of discuss this topic. And I sent you all three questions. But let's start with the most obvious, right? The most obvious that if someone was sitting somewhere and they saw a godly woman, the first question that will come to their mind, who is a godly woman? Who is she? Who is a godly woman? Well, I guess I can jump in. Um, I would say a godly woman is an individual who tries to live their life according to the teachings of the Bible and live out the fruits of the spirit. Um, I'm a big believer in not only reading the scripture and knowing the scripture, but living it out um, because just knowing something and not living it out doesn't make you a godly person. You need to, to live out your faith. Yeah, that's, I would say too, um, I think something that comes to mind for a lot of people, especially when you're talking about women and godly women, godly wives, uh, we automatically go to Proverbs 31, right? And that's kind of our go-to thing is we have this list of things we're supposed to do. And for me, for a long time, that was kind of a, a guilt heavy thing that I carried around because my mom was great at all of the things on that list. And I wasn't so great at a lot of them. And I, a couple of things I learned about that, I, I kind of had to unlearn a little bit as we sometimes do as we get older, um, is that that list in there that lists all of the things that a, a wife of noble character has all of these is that that was actually just a poetic expression that a mother wrote for her son. They said, hey, when you're looking for a wife, look for these things. You know, it's like when we're, I don't know if you all did this, but in junior high or high school, you'd say, okay, when I get married, my husband is going to be this and this and this, and we'd make a list. This was my perfect husband, right? Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. Like you probably won't find all those in one person, but that's a good list to have. And so I think maybe when we think about a godly woman is not so much to have this checklist, like I kind of tended to do in Proverbs 31, but to have that as some ideas of some things to strive for, because, and then just the other part of that, um, without taking up too much of the time on this one, is that in, in that uh, chapter, in chapter 31 of Proverbs, it, it's, we, we read it as present tense, a wife of noble character is or does. And the original verb, verb tense was actually past, which means that they probably didn't all happen in the same season of life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, give yourself a little bit of grace if some of those things you meet now and some of those things you'll be able to do later. Um, because, you know, it's one of the things in there is like she rises early and she goes to bed late. You know, if you've got babies at home, you're not doing both of those things at the same time. So anyway, that's what I think of when I think of godly woman. <laughs> um, piggyback off what you said, Laurie, um, the virtuous woman in uh, Proverbs 31. Uh, when I read that, I instantly think of a superhero. I, I love everything Marvels and DC. So I instantly think of this superwoman that like, man, how can anyone possibly be that person. And I like that you said about the maturity of it. It's in stages. Um, when we was a baby, we started out, you know, either with a bottle or milk from mom. And then you grew up to eat, uh, you know, like 
little portions of uh, portraits like uh, little mixed beans and stuff. And then you got meat and now you can hamburgers and uh, you wearing clothes and not pampers. And so I like how you said it's a stage of growth with this virtuous woman. And for me, coming from that, my own personal opinion of a, a godly woman is a woman that's not prideful. Mm-hmm. And this is something I had to stick at myself because I've had a lot of pride and there are areas that I thought pride was gone that is still there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a godly woman would be bold if I can use that word enough to know she has pride and to ask God to forgive her and hey Lord show me this way or even if she can't give up the pride Lord I'm struggling in this area uh you know I'm gonna use kids as an example I, I have kids that are grown but when they was little you know you were ready to go pull out the gun on your kids because they was doing something they shouldn't be doing but you said God give me that grace give me that peace and so even in as a godly woman to know that we're not this superwoman in Proverbs 31 um, that he give us grace to give us peace to want to forgive ourselves, love ourselves the way he loves us and just take that daily step. And sometimes you had to take this step throughout the whole day and not just one day at a time, every minute, every second that you have to take this step. So that's my mm-hmm. definition. It's, it's, I love how all three of you define it in your own experience. And that is the beauty of our work with the Lord is when you take up his word and you're soaking it in, he is applying it. You're applying it to where you are in your stage of life. So it's not about the stages, right? I have to go through the first level and the second level and third. I always have had a thing with Proverbs 31. I've said in a few episodes, like I have a thing with Proverbs 31 woman because I'm like, oh girl, you're doing too much, but I love it. I love it, but you're doing too much. And it's 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 true, Lori, when you say that it's it's like seasons. You know, there are seasons when you can be multidisciplinary, doing a whole lot of things at once. And there are seasons where you know that I can only manage one thing in my life right now, and that's family or that's work or something like that. Godly woman is to me everything that all of you have said. When we go to First uh, Timothy chapter four, and I'm reading it from uh, verse seven. It says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly for physical training is of some value, but godliness has the value of all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The key word there is train yourself. And all three of you mentioned it. It's about doing one thing at a time and not trying to do all things at the same time. The reason why I love what you said is because of the steps or the stages or how you see yourself growing. Uh, Sonia, you said that, you know, you start with the baby food and then you go to this and then you go to that. You don't, ha- you don't have a baby trying to chew a chicken bone. <laughs> I mean, you don't see a baby doing that. But over time, as their teeth starts to sprout, you know, they get the, the drumstick and they can gnaw in it to help them with their teeth in and so on and so forth. And that's the same thing. So for me, getting to be godly is what I call it. Getting to be godly. It's not like you have arrived and the spotlight is on me, as we know some of the housewives will say. It's about getting to be. You hear the word becoming, right? Everybody's becoming something. Everybody's becoming something. But what is it that you're getting to become at the end of the day? If the ultimate goal is righteousness, which the ultimate goal is righteousness in the presence of the Lord, holiness, then getting there is going to take time. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take you falling off, getting back on. If we've watched Pilgrim's Progress, right? That's what it looks like, getting on, getting off, going backwards, going forward, all that stuff. But it's about the journey. For me, godly woman is about the journey that you decide to go on with the Lord. And when you go on with the Lord, what does that look like? So let's talk about that. When you get on this journey of making it your goal that I'm going to walk this godly journey, what does that look like for a woman, a sister out there? What does that look like? Uh, I'll start. I think if we're talking about a young lady or, or a sister that's starting out, 
um, that they have a mentor or someone that they can go to. Um, I, I can't remember the scripture where it's at or the number uh, where they talk about the yoke. Um, and, you know, God talking about his yoke is easy. But if you look at it in the physical term about, uh, you know, the hog, not the hog, the uh, cattle that you use with the yoke, they always put a smaller one with the uh, big one or older one with the young one because there's a teaching that's there. There's a maturity there from the uh, bigger or older one. And I think a young person that's starting out, a young lady, needs to be under someone who knows or who's had this walk with God and who can be real with her, you know, like you just stated earlier, when there are uh, days that you fall off and days that you can be, uh, get back on. Um, and so I think if she has someone who's going to be, uh, who can be transparent uh, about their own life and uh, to kind of help her get to where she needs to get to in Christ, she would be in a good, good place, definitely a safe place spiritually as she take this walk with Christ, because it's not easy. Uh, it is it's easy as far as our spirit, but the walk itself can be challenging, especially during this day and age. That key word you said. Go ahead, Laurie. No, I was just going to say, I love that mentoring idea because um, I think about, and, and also to piggyback off something that Gladys said is that I, you know, when you, it, I think it's in second Peter where he talks about godliness through the knowledge of him and really if we're going to be godly, we have to have that knowledge of him. And some of that is studying scripture, definitely. And, and being around, you know, those type of inputs, but also it's getting this experiential knowledge from other people that have walked in a similar path that you've walked. And so that is, that to me is huge because that's how we develop into that and become more godly is because we we're not born knowing how to do that. And we just have to see other people who are doing it in a way that, you know, matches with our own knowledge. And so I, I love that. And I, I just some of the examples in my life, you know, I haven't always been a writer. So I, I feel like I came to uh, writing and I was kind of behind the game and everybody was way ahead of me. And there were so many people and I am making mental notes because I'm like, I'm going to be that for somebody one day when I'm way out ahead. But they, you know, they would speak well of you when you're not in the room, right? They're talking nice about you. They're finding opportunities and volunteering you for things when you're not even there. And, uh, you know, like, and I think about this too, when, with school starting back up, you know, we, we pull up a chair and say, join our table right? I don't think we ever outgrow that fear of walking into a new place and not having a a place at the table. And so I think all of that is bound up in not only, you know, what Gladys said about knowing and understanding and studying, but also what Sonia said about mentoring and, and having a mentor and then being a mentor for someone else. Hmm. So many places to go. <laughs> Gladys, you have anything to add? Well, I was thinking, um, gosh, such good things. And uh, I know, even though I've been a Christian for many decades, you never stop learning. And I know for me, there's no one right way to be a godly woman or to be a Christian. Um, but I echo what. Um, the others have said we need mentors, and, and once we learn enough to be a mentor to somebody else, um, but there's no one right way. And so, as we're looking at other Christians, especially with social media, we see so many people, and it looks like they have it all together, um, or they're doing certain things. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit, um, and we need to listen to people who are knowledgeable in our church community to help it, help us and guide us. But Um, You know, if we're reading scripture and going to church and doing the basic things we know, it's okay if if your journey looks different than someone else's journey, just as long as you're continuing to grow and mature and learn. Um, And as Lori said, you know, encourage other people to come along with you because being a godly woman isn't a lone venture. Mm -hmm. If I could just respond to uh, Gladys (laughs) real quickly, because one of the things that she just reminded me of, I thought about school. You have pre-K all the way up to high school. And 
it's where you at. Are you in pre-K, first grade? Are you in middle school, sixth grade or high school? And um, for me, I, I was going through that a couple of years back because I wanted to be a 12th grader when I was just a pre-K person. And God had to really work on me on that still. Even now, I, I'm still not a 12th grader. I'm probably going to the fourth grade, maybe the fifth. We don't know. But it's not a 12th grader yet. But I've been learning how to be okay where I'm at. You know, first grade, you, you know, or the pre-K, you learn how to do your alphabets and say words like cat dog and stuff. And so I'm on my legs, I'm walking, and he's prepping me for, you know, middle school and then uh, high school. So I like how you uh, post that, Gladys, it's, it's that you just gave me that vision. So the, Gladys, you touched on the way, right? There is no right way to do this. If we're looking at it, across ourselves. If we are looking at each uh, human being, I'm talking about human beings, like I'm looking at glasses, like, oh my gosh, I want to be like you. I want to be like that. I'll say, yeah, you know, everybody has their own walk with the Lord, but you said it. And I was like, uh, 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 when you said the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the way. So for godly woman, it's more about godliness. That's the thing. It's not so much, it's like, I want to be a godly woman. Well, we have to embody godliness. So to get to, to call ourselves godly woman, which we all are godly, what does that mean? We have the spirit of God in us. And when the spirit of God is in you, the Bible tells us a few things. You're free. There's what the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, you know, all these things. And so the 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 title or the role, just like you have Proverbs 31 woman and virtuous woman and all these things. Bottom line, sisters, dear sisters, bottom line is all about our godliness, the God in us coming out. I was thinking about this the other day um, as I was preparing. I do prepare like in advance. Mostly it's mostly mental stuff first. Um, and as I was preparing, one thing that I kept hearing the Holy Spirit bring out of me is when people see you, and I actually wrote it down, when people see you, people should smell God off of you. Mm. They should see God in you and be touched by God's love from you. That's godliness. That's God coming out of you. And so, and I always say that I don't want people to know me more than they know the God I serve. That the glory goes to him. So our godliness is what we should be focusing on. How am I showing up? You know, how am I processing my thoughts? Am I taking my thoughts captive? How am I doing this? It's the journey that we are going through. Well, Kenya says, as godly women, I think it's so important to connect with a mentor, but sometimes it's hard to find one or the right one. What was your process searching out a mentor? What was your process searching out a mentor? That's a question from one of our sisters. Um. I'll, I'll just jump in. Uh, mine just happened. I started going to church when I was 14 and um, I just had a lot of questions. I literally just went to the pastor. Usually I went two or three times a week after school and just sat in his office and drove the poor man insane um, <laughs> to be completely honest. And so mine just, it just happened. I, I just, I just asked, you know, I would just go to the pastor and ask him questions. Um, but it, it just, forever changed my life. But um, I know one thing is, is that if there's someone that you trust or that you feel is, is a godly individual, you can ask them if they can be your mentor or, or if you don't want that person say, Hey, do you know somebody who, who might be interested in just helping me on my journey? Mm -hmm. I would, I would echo all of that because we have never lived where our grand, my parents or my husband's parents were. And so there were never grandparents in our world that was close. And so one of the things we did is we just kind of, we didn't even ask for permission. <laughs> we just kind of latched on to somebody that was older that had, were just a few steps ahead of us. And so when we would move from place to place, we would just be looking, you know, like we would go to church and say, you know, I really like 
what they're doing. And we would start inviting them to our kids' birthday parties and concerts and, you know, all the things at school that normally our grandparent, their grandparents would come to, but weren't able to. And so it was sort of this informal, we just started including them in our lives. And, you know, some of them that we tried to do that too, they had their own and they didn't have time and that's fine too. And we tried not to take that personally, but others, it just became, you know, something that happened uh, gradually and they stuck around for a really long time and they're still in our kids' lives. So yeah, sometimes we just kind of just barged in. (laughs) I'm hearing barge in. You did, Gladys did. Sonia, how about you? Oh, I don't know if it's a barged in. Um, If I think about a mentor, I've never asked anyone to be uh, my mentor, but I that's been on my heart lately, but the small group that I was a part of, uh, our small group leader, um, she basically became my uh, my mentor. Just like uh, Gladys said, I would ask questions, uh, get you know advice from her. And as you stated earlier, I was in the military. Uh, I served in the military, and one of the things the military would teach you is that you can learn from anyone. Um, most, you know, some traditions it has to be someone older. But the military will show you anyone can be a leader and can lead over you. Um, And when you get past that, the uh, opportunity for many mentors are available. And so she's younger than me. She's younger than me by 10 years, I believe. And she's full of wealth. She has a lot of knowledge about the word. She was brought up in the word. And so I will call her and, you know, tell her this is how, you know, feeling. I'm looking at the scripture. This is how I see it. So uh, unofficially, she's my mentor. So I think I'm a surprise of the day to let her know that she's my my mentor. But I do like the uh, fact that God... um, whatever he's doing in me or whatever he's done in me from military up to now to be able to sell people who are younger than you and realize they have a lot of wealth to keep you going in life. Mm-hmm. A mentor has a great influence on you. And as the three of you were sharing, Wilkin, and thank you for that great question. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, in the workplace, they have mentoring programs where uh, with the help of human resources, you find somebody that has the skill set, skill set that you want, and they help you become the best version of yourself in the workplace. When it comes to our spiritual walk, our heart with the Lord, the one place that I believe we need to start from once we we realize that I really do need somebody who can help me with this walk is pray to Him. It it will surprise you who He will bring into your circle. And mentorship nowadays looks very different for a lot of people. We have the one-on-one face-to-face mentorship, right? But we also have, like, I desire to meet Joyce Meyer someday. The closest I've gotten to is in her, one of her conferences where it was like one, two, three, four, five, six. Some of the girls here, I went with some of the girls here on there. That was the closest I've gotten to her. But face-to-face, one-on-one, I haven't. But one thing I do is being mentored by her through her teachings, her books, you know, all those things, podcasts, all that stuff. That's one way that I have gotten mentored by her. Another person that I also get mentored by is Pastor Craig Crochelle. I don't live in his state. I don't go to his church, but I love his teachings. He talks about habits and about the mind and all that. I love it. So I get mentored by him. Another person that I get mentored by is a lady in Ghana that actually, when she started her ministry, she invited me to join. But at that time, I was not ready for God. I was doing my own thing. This was pre-2016. So I told her no. Well, come to find out when God really got my heart, she was the first person that he brought into my purview. He it was like, you need to connect with Reverend OG, connect with Reverend. So I reached out, I was like, I'm so sorry. I left the WhatsApp group, all that stuff. Da, da, da. And we started talking and she's like, everybody has a season. Like we're talking about Proverbs 31. Everybody has a season and now God can use you. So here, how can I help you? And she's been mentoring me spiritually along the way. And I have a mentee and I didn't even know she was my mentee. She actually said it, like, Sonia, to your point. Like, you know, when they say you're like, oh, I'm your mentor. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the the key point here is praying and asking God to show you who, right? And you will kind of it will kind of fall in place. 
Uh, but the, the thing is, you have a heart to be mentored. Because I always say that when it comes to our walk with the Lord, he needs a teachable heart. A heart that is humble. And a heart that is winsome. Like you have this faith about you. Teachable, humble, winsome heart. He needs that. So if your heart is teachable, and if your heart is humble, and you have that faith, even like a mustard seed, he is ready to use you in amazing ways. So pray about it, ask the Lord to show you who, and he's definitely going to bring that person into your life. Even if it's through a book or through podcast or through a TV series, something, he's going to show you who you need to start listening to. That's the thing, listening to. But then the other things, of course, is knowing their qualities, right? So let's talk about some of the qualities of a godly woman. What are some of the qualities of the godly woman? I was thinking about this when you were talking about being um, looking for a mentor. And then when Sonia was talking about um, being a mentor for someone else, I think one of the qualities we, I, I think women especially maybe have is that we, there's sort of a zero sum game. Like if she wins at something, then that takes away from me. I, I Someone has to lose. If someone wins, then someone else has to lose. And, you know, you have to make this mind shift to say, you know, I'm not going to grasp onto that scarcity mindset. I'm, I know there's enough of this for everyone. And therefore I have something valuable to offer to someone else that won't diminish what I what I'm doing in my work or in my world. And that leaves you open to being a mentor. And it also makes you more mentorable, if that's a word, I think. Mm -hmm. So I would say one of the qualities is really just, um, you know, welcoming uh, back to that, you know, come sit at my table. If there's not a seat at my table, I'll start a new table over where you are. And just having that inclusive and and Kate, you have this in spades about, come on, everybody, you know, be part of this. You're all included. And I, it's not something that comes natural to me. So when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's so great. I love that. And, and I see that in you so much. So in that way, you're kind of my mentor. So as you were saying that, I said, as I was hearing you say that, the first thing that came to my mind was a post I saw on Instagram. Someone posted about um, some women at this lower level compete and women who are here collaborate. And that caught my attention. I was like, oh, that's a good quote. Laurie, thank you, first of all. Secondly, it, it it's not something that comes natural. So if we look at the trajectory of how my spiritual formation has been, I'll say that um, when I became free, free from things that were holding me back, all that stuff, there were things that I still lingered on. One of them being being amongst women, like today, being amongst women and being comfortable and being able to relate to all my dear sisters and all that stuff. A lot of uh, two people here have been with me longer, Yolanda and Wilkinia, and they have heard me say so many times about my formation and being with women and all these things. And one of the things that I knew when God called me to be with women, to work with women, to, to, to shepherd women, whatever it is, was that he had to really work some things in my heart. So my history of sexual assault and sexual abuse and all that stuff really positioned my heart in a place where I didn't know how to love. Truthfully, I didn't know how to do a lot of things from my heart. And he had to work that out of me. One of the things that he really had to work out of me was envy being able to sit in a place and be comfortable with who I am and not look at another sister and be like, oh my God, why not me? Why not me? Why not me? And truly to that form, he started to plant in my heart the ability to invite other women to my table. And so it's not just me. It's a lot of people around the table, maybe number one, because I really don't want to be noticed. But <laughs> More so, I want to be able to 
do the things that he's asking me to do. So Laurie, when I invited you and Sonia and Gladys, it was just, I opened it up to a lot of people. I said, hey, who wants to be a part of it? Come on, let's let's just do this, right? And because I don't know anyone who has done that for me. And I was like, I'll just be the person to set the pace, right? And do it. And maybe someone else will do it for another woman, another woman, another woman. So Laurie, thank you. And I truly believe that that heart transformation is what has helped me get to this place. And if only every woman could really look at that competing versus collaborating, right? Which one are you choosing and why? Competing is us doing this with each other when in God's kingdom, there's more than enough for everybody. Really, there is. Sonia has a gift. Yolanda has a gift. Natasha has a gift. Kiwana has a gift. We all have different gifts, but it's how we use it. And sometimes we just need to do this with each other and be like, this is my gift representing this. And this is your gift representing this. And it's all part of God's kingdom. So it doesn't come easy as we are talking about godly woman. Let's remember it's, it's about growth. It's about being able to posture your heart, to be teachable, to be humble, to be winsome, so that God can do the things that he wants to do in you. Remember in First uh, uh, Timothy, it's talking about train yourself up to be godly. It doesn't come natural, does it? Someone help me here. Does it come natural? You woke up like no, this? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm going to try to say these three things real quickly. The first one is, is when I think about a godly woman, I always go to traffic. I always go to driving on the expressway here uh because that's where I think my spirit is tested the most <laughs> I don't pray it on I had a good day I had a good breakfast I get an expressway and someone cuts in front of me and it's like ah. and I had to come back like oh lord I'm sorry did someone else do it you crazy so I had keep telling myself even when no one is in the car with me okay you need to bring that back you know lord forgive me forgive me and i was while i was listening to uk i was thinking about the body of christ uh as far as our gifts and uh we only don't we, we don't just have one gift we have multiple gifts and depending again uh going back to what glad said the stages that you're in those that's when those gifts will come out uh and i that's an example for me. Uh, I relate to you. This is the third part. I relate to you, Kate, about sexual assault, which brings about untrust. So you don't trust anyone. You're on constant guard for anyone coming into your life. And even if they're friendly, you, you're going to let them be friends for only for, you know, like to a certain point. They're not going to get completely close here. And so you're saying that this must have been what God had you to do for me. Uh, when, when Wakinia told me about the podcast last year and I'm like, who, me? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but he had already been working on me being in the same small group as Wakinia with our small group because it was a huge thing with me about being around women. I just don't trust women. Like you just said earlier, they're too busy being petty or in competition. And lo and behold, I look for a small group. Not only is a women's group, a majority, uh, it's a huge women's small group. And now I'm the leader of that small group. Who knew? There's nobody but God. And so at that time when Kenya asked, even though I wasn't ready, it was something that pushed me in to say, yeah, you're ready. And you literally got in my face with the questions about what was going on with me. And then for me to even be able to share my story, you know, down in October, I never thought that would happen. And even before and after, it's like, why did I do that? But it's him. It's him pushing that. And so uh, the body of Christ, you know, you may be the head, you're the thinker, you know, the numbers and stuff. And you may be the hands, you know, how to cook and bake and, you know, knit things together. And uh, some people may be the feet. They get those things that you just calculated and knitted together to the other place that it needs to get to. Um, and I think part of being a godly woman, again, um, is knowing those places. The hand can't talk. It can sign, you know, do sign language, but it cannot make a sound. It cannot talk other than clapping. Your eyes cannot eat food. Um, your hair cannot walk on ground. And uh, sometimes I beat myself up when I'm not like Kate or when I'm not like Laurie or when I'm not like Gladys because this is what Sonya wants to be. And all of us have resources that have not been touched because we're too busy wanting someone else's resources when he's given us everything that we already need. Mm -hmm. The enemy is very crafty at how he comes at us, right? And so 
when you know there's something about your heart and you haven't confessed it. Once you confess it, what happens to it? Someone put in the chat. As soon as you confess something, the word says it, it, it's, it, it does something. It's no longer what? Strong. It's no longer a secret, yeah. Yeah, it's no longer a secret. It has nothing over you, but the enemy will have you keep it in. And to everyone that's listening, dear sister, one of the main things about being godly is your heart. And once you give God your heart, you're asking for a ride of a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Gladys, I see you laughing. Tell us about that that process, that heart in a few words. Um, Woo. Well, um, I don't know if I was thinking about what Sonia and Lori said um, when it comes to like a mark of godliness is that the world tells us that there's a winner and that there's a loser and that people are better and that are less than, but in God's kingdom, there is no better than or less than, and that we're all worthy. And um, if we all would just accept our worthiness, whatever that is, um, and it may not be up on a stage, it may not be writing a book or doing a podcast, but we need people doing all the things, like Sonia said. Um, I cannot go into a nursing home and serve the people without crying and breaking down. I'm completely ineffective. Um, there are so many things I can't do because they're just not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, one, if we there's room at the table for everybody, and that if we all just accept all gifts are beautiful and all gifts are needed, and if we just all of us admit where we're strong and then when we're weak, um, it just makes it the table, I think, more welcoming for other people. Like when I say I can't do this, this is I'm, I'm a bad fit here, then it makes somebody else who that's their strength. Like, oh, well, I don't have to speak like her or write like her. No, mm-hmm. I can't do what you do. I would love mm-hmm. to do what you do, but I can't. Um, mm-hmm. So um, we're all worthy. Mm-hmm. We are all worthy. We are all worthy. Let's get to the third question. Not like I haven't asked too many questions in here, but how can one develop or maintain their godliness? How can you develop and then maintain and then grow it? Um, for me, I, I, I looked up John, um, John 15, I think, John 15, 5 through 11, uh, where to talk about the vine and the branches. Um, Again, honesty with yourself and to make that effort daily and sometimes every minute to be in his word, uh, to connect to him and realize uh, what he said, um, who are divine and we, he's the he's divine and we're the branches mm-hmm. um, that I've, I've got some flowers downstairs that I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be a green thumb. <laughs> it ain't quite my ministry yet, Gladys, but God going to do something there. I'm with you. Gotta do something there. <laughs> and so people will give you flowers, right? And you get the roses on the stem. You can keep them alive for so long, but if they're not connected or planted or rooted to something, they mm-hmm. wither away. No matter what kind of food you give them in the water, they're not going to last uh, forever unless you got them at the store and they were fake. <laughs> um, and so I think if you stay in the branch, uh, I mean in the vine, um, one you'll be fed constantly you will be uh you know hydrated and well nourished in his word and to again this walk that we're on you know we talked about me being a military and a warrior and stuff one of the things in basic training is that we did exercise together um you had some who was the pt champion they can do like a hundred and something sit-ups in two minutes and then you had someone like me who was happy just to make to those 16. Uh, but when the drill sergeant is doing something and we're all at muscle failure, we're all there together. Uh, and one of the things that they used to do when I was in basic training, when we're at that state, somebody will holler out, you can't break us, drill sergeant. And then everyone is saying, and even though we are barely moving, we're it's something about saying that, saying that you cannot break what is going on here. Uh, so we realized that we're in this fight together. When I'm going through, we hooked arm in arm. When I fall, because we're hooked arm in arm, even if you had to drag me a little bit, I'm going to still go in this journey. 
Um, and so if you just plug into that vine, he will always have people, resources, even a, a, a saying on the on the post that'll keep you going on, on those days when you don't feel like doing it the most. I love I love that because I was thinking, Sarnia, before you started talking, was that I think one of the things for me that helps me develop godliness is to just acknowledge that there's a thing similar to yours with physical exhaustion. There's such a thing as spiritual exhaustion and Mm -hmm. don't let the enemy beat you up about that and say, you know, because you have questions or because you're wrestling with God, that you're not a godly woman, or you're not a good Christian. You're not on the right path because, you know, you know, Genesis, I think it's Genesis 32 where, Jacob was wrestling with God and he wrestled until he got a blessing. And sometimes we can get in that wrestling and feel like, Ooh, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be asking these questions. And what we need to do to maintain that godliness, because we're all going to get in those wrestling matches and we're all going to have questions is to just hold on to God. When you're in that, just don't let go of him until you get that blessing and sometimes that means we have to let go of the outcome or what mm-hmm. the question is or, you know, but ho- hold on to God, you know, and, and you'll get a blessing. So give yourself that space to be able to wrestle and to feel exhausted sometimes. And that's part of becoming godly is to go through that just like you have to do in physical training. When Laurie said that, let go of the outcome, something did happen in you just a little bit. And dear sisters, as you're listening, something did happen in you. Let go of the outcome. Mm. How many of us, and y'all can put it in the chat, how many of us have surrendered the process to the Lord and the outcome was not what we actually even thought of? Like that. you know the outcome is like whoa what happened here but it's so hard for us to surrender it and just sit in that place of not knowing what the outcome will be right that tension but I want to know but I want to know but I want to (laughs) know and Jesus is like if only you knew what I know you probably would just sit your butt right there and wait for me instead of trying to go ahead of me. But we've all been in situations, positions, experiences where it's kind of like, wow, I didn't know this was going to be the outcome. So Laurie, that statement, you know, let go of the outcome, that is a tension that it's, I call these tensions, beautiful tensions. You know, it's so beautiful when you decide to do this and be like, ah, the peace of mind that comes with it, right? Of not holding on to it and letting the Lord lead you to it. So Yolanda says me in the chat, yes. (laughs) So I wrote down like getting to be godly. There are like four things that we are looking at here. I, I said that embodying the spirit. And we can look to Romans 8 to help us with that. It talks about how to embody the spirit. When I started my journey to where we are today with this ministry, Romans 8 was it. I I stuffed my soul with Romans 8 because I needed the spirit to be alive in me again after being dead for so long. Um, And then free, free is the step. Becoming free is you choosing, as we've talked about, of releasing some of the things in your heart and really being honest about it. When I said that, you know, being around other women, I started to feel the spirit of envy. It was really true because of my history, because of my background. I have nothing to be ashamed of because the minute I said, Lord, take this heart and do what you will with it, right? He started to work it out of me, work it out of me. And the way he only couldn't do it was for me to sit in the midst of the people that I did not want to, which is women. (laughs) And eventually he's like, see, it wasn't so bad after all, right? It's not so bad. The other thing is godliness is what you work towards. But then most importantly, you want to be like Jesus. Godliness is being like Jesus, you know, doing what he did, sitting where he sat, learning from him, doing all those things because he is the way. But as you've heard us say, 
today. It's a journey. Look at it that way. It's a journey. You didn't wake up yesterday and you started enjoying what you're enjoying right now. It took you a while to get there. It's a journey. And that is what Choose to Live Free is all about, is us getting to a place where we can live joyfully free. You can live in this space of being free, free in your heart, knowing that if you mess up, you know, it's like, okay, I'll just dust it off and just keep going. But God's got you because ultimately to what Lauren says, you don't know the outcome. God knows the outcome. So if you know your heart is in the right place, as God says in Samuel, people look to the outside, but I look to the heart. But that doesn't mean that you make that a very like, oh, God knows my heart. You know, God knows your heart. But what is the heart saying? So you have to always give him your heart and say, do it, use it, do as you will, and he will do it. So here we are. We've talked about who a godly woman is. We've talked about some of the qualities of a godly woman. We've talked about how to develop godliness. I'll say for me, um, spiritual disciplines, I can say that enough, spiritual disciplines. Your path to godliness really is getting close to God. Your path to godliness is knowing how you get close to God. And it's a relationship that you build with him. And like any relationship, like Sonia said, you got to water it. You got to be connected. You got to do all those things to feel the essence of God in you. So there should be something about you that communicates your behavior to others in a way that is godly. And now we're coming back to like the everyday stuff, your habits, your behaviors, your thoughts, Oof, your thoughts, oh, the thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts, mm. the thoughts, sisters, the thoughts. I'll say it again, dear sisters, the thoughts. <laughs> Our thoughts get us all the time. It gets us to get in a space of anxiety, a space of depression, a space of all these thoughts about not being alive anymore. It gets us in all these places. Our thoughts. Second Corinthians or First Corinthians, take those thoughts captive. And to live godly and to be godly, we have to look at the everyday stuff. So quick fire round for our, our guest and even for the audience. I want you to put in the chat for the audience and for my guests. Tell us, what is that one thing that we can do every day to keep us godly? What is that one thing? And for my sisters in the audience, you can put it in the chat. Could I say something real quickly when you were Go talking ahead. about, uh, well, well, Laurie, start off with Laurie. Thank you, Laurie, with the let, the, uh, let go of the outcome. Yeah. Um, in this day and age, there are a lot of single women. I'm I'm one of them. And so they mean I have my own transportation, my own income, my own home. So I make the decisions in my house, right? So when someone comes in, let's use you as an example, Kate, you're coming in to tell me this is what you need to do. It's hard for me to receive that because I've been the leader the whole time. And part of that goes back to what you said, the outcome, if it can't come from me, it's hard to grasp that, okay, God got the outcome. And I'm one of those women like, Lord, he had to work on me every day. Just, just let me have it. Just let me have it. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give it to you. I'm trying. And he's, he's literally like this. And I'm bare knuckle with the Lord on stuff that really is good for me. But because I've been in this state of being the leader in every situation, even when I go to the grocery store, bills and stuff that I pay, it's hard to give that over uh, sometimes. So if I can say anything to any sister, um, you always say this to the sisters only for now, because we're in this society, I pray that God begin to give you a spirit of, uh, like you said, humility and uh, openness to listen to sound criticism and instructions. Hmm. Yeah. I remember when we got married, my husband and I, and we, the first year of our marriage was rough. Mm. So we went to Victory Churches. Um, it was Victory World Church at that time. We went to the marriage ministry for help and we joined this class, Married Forever. And the first session, uh, Bonnie, that was her name, she looked at me and she said, you are too independent. <laughs> I 
Now, this was pre-2016, y'all. I looked ahead, I was like, and so? (laughs) (laughs) When I think back, you know, I'm like, wow, Kate, you said that. And she's like, you just need to kind of let your husband lead. I said, no, (laughs) no. It was a 10-week process in that class. By the end of the 10 weeks, I had learned some things. And I had started to be like, you know what, Lord? So this was 20, 2009, 2009, 2016. How many years is that? So <laughs> to what Sonia is saying and Laurie is saying, Gladys is saying, it's a journey. You know, Bonnie pointed it out. She's like, you are too independent. You cannot be in this marriage and want this from him. And at the same time, be this way, you know? And then God took it from there, slowly, 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 slowly. It's a journey that you go through. And as long as you get to a place where, you know, you start to receive what others are telling you about yourself, because we all have blind spots. We don't know it all. And your blind spot, someone is looking at it and being like, wow. So to get a privilege for someone to point it out to, because not a whole lot of people will point out your blind spots to you these days. You know, people are like, I don't know how she's going to take it, out of that. But when you humble yourself to hear it, I didn't humble myself in 2009, but years later I did in 2016. <laughs> um, but when you humble yourself and you receive it, you take it in, it may sting a little bit, but just take it in, process it, journal it. I journal a lot and just let the Holy Spirit continue the process with you. Over time, you realize that those spaces that are so hard and so difficult for the Lord to crack. You've given it to him and he starts to do the work. I think one of the things that when I think about our faith walks, if we would take time to reflect, uh, I mean, because we have the prayer, going to church, you know, all that stuff. But do we ever take time just to reflect on our day? And I think it's a good practice if you do it before you get in bed or I always do it when I lay down because um, I don't fall asleep immediately. Um I just, I kind of just have a chat with God, like, how did today go? Where did I do good? Where did I do bad? What do I need to work on for tomorrow? Um, and not to be afraid of reflection and afraid of the negative things or the failures, because it's okay. It's not a big deal to fail, mm-hmm. but I think it's worse to not accept where you're wrong and not yeah. accept it. Um, so I would say reflection is, is important in your journey of faith mm-hmm. and growing to be a godly woman. Yeah, I I love all of that. I think I was thinking as both of you were talking, Kate and Gladys, is that, you know, we have that relationship and um, that is how we get more godly, right? As we get closer to God through this relationship and sometimes we get into it and it feels kind of messy, like, you know, I, I'm thinking some things or I'm questioning some things. And I don't know if I should say that, but I would just encourage you to be honest with God. He already knows what you're thinking. And that is the road to being closer to him. Because you think about your relationship, you know, Kate, you were talking about with your husband, when you have a relationship with someone really close, you have to be honest with them. You have to tell them, let them in. And you know, um, Gladys was talking about prayer. That's a place that I really need to grow in and journaling. Like Kate was talking about so good because you can be as honest as you need to be with God. And he's ready for all of that. He's, he's going to accept it and help you grow through it, but we have to treat it like a deep relationship that we are going to be honest and we're going to be intentional and we're going to um, cultivate it. Yes. We can talk about this all day long when it comes to godliness and the relationship, because that's what it is. Godly woman is the spirit of God in you. You know, God, you have a relationship with God and he works the things in you to come out, not the bad things. God wants you to shine because when you shine, he shines. So that's the thing. He wants you to shine because when you are your best and you're on stage or wherever you find yourself, he's like, yes, girl, that's my daughter. Because ultimately, as Jesus says, you go out and make disciples. 
when someone sees your life, when someone encounters you, I always tell people when someone encounters you, they need to experience the God that you worship. They need to experience the Lord within you and out of you and all around you. And that doesn't mean that when you're having a bad day, you don't tell people and all that stuff. I have bad days. The fact that I'm joy doesn't mean that I don't have bad days, but I know how to process my bad days. I know how to sit with my bad days. I know how to allow those bad days to be what they are and not try to hold on to it and uh, anxiety and all those things, learning how to process those he wants you to be authentic with him. He wants you to be honest with him, vulnerable with him, because that's where the journey, the pruning and all those things really can take place. So on that note, it's been amazing. It's been amazing yeah. talking about this topic. Um, it's been amazing talking about this topic. I am through my ministries. Now Godly Woman and Company is coming and it's coming in hot. There's a lot that's coming. This is just the beginning, but I want to thank Laurie, Sonia and Gladys for joining me on our 50th episode recording. I couldn't have done it alone. I needed to bring others with me. And this is the journey that God has called me to and will continue to bring others along the way. So on that note, dear sister, I want you to choose to be free. I want you to choose to live free. I want you to choose to live free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator, signing out. Until next time, may God bless you and may He always continue to have mercy on you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>